GrowFam, this is Stephanie Rodriguez, editor and producer of the Regenerate Revolution Life Soil Success podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. I'm your host, Mark Irvin with Green Grow. Today we have on the show a legend in the cannabis growing community in Northern California. His name is Dan Lovis. He's been in various industries, and I'll let him describe what you what your life has been. But it's been a pleasure for me to know Dan. He's a really accomplished grower and has brought a lot to the cannabis scene in Northern California. And we just want to talk about your farm and general passion for cannabis cultivation today. So thanks. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's always exciting to talk to other people about what you're passionate about. And um, Yeah, why don't you give a background of kind of... Well, you know, I, I actually taught martial arts for 37 years. I taught jiu-jitsu for law enforcement. I taught MMA and I taught taekwondo. So I was around three to 400 people every day, communicating with them and um, helping them in their lives grow and to achieve their goals. And after 37 years of doing that, you know, um, I couldn't do it anymore physically. I had a hip replacement, I had some issues physically, and I turned to cannabis for issues that I had. And, because I don't do pharmaceutical drugs or anything mm -hmm. like that. And when I went, to find good cannabis for myself, I couldn't find anything that I would deem healthy. Yeah. And I, you know, being part of the MMA world and martial arts, I'm also have a, a nutrition degree. Where mm -hmm. I work yeah. with people through holistic healing of their body and proper nutrition for their blood types. So I have a really good understanding of how humans eat mm -hmm. and what they need. And I think that's trans over into growing plants as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've talked about it a few times that most people that I come across that grow cannabis or anything, they think that the food is so different for plants than it is for humans that, that they can't comprehend what we're saying, you know, when we're coming up with things about needing to feed protein to your plants to get them to grow well trace minerals, they need to have, there's 102 minerals that exist that plants and humans can take up. Mm -hmm. And you know, you need to have products that can get close to those 102 minerals to be exactly. a full genetic potential. So you worked on genetic, full genetic potential for the humans you worked with on their health, fitness, and their diet. Absolutely. And you know, I did take a similar approach with my plants with people. People normally only exercise their organs, meaning they normally only eat once or twice a day. Some people eat three times a day. And their bodies aren't working that well. They're not to the full potential. And when I feed them a little bit less, but more often, I get a better response. For instance, if a person ate five times a day, instead of just three times a day, their organs are gonna exercise. Their metabolism's gonna change. They're gonna become stronger, more fit, and more clear because their body's working together more often instead of just occasionally. Mm -hmm. With cannabis, I found most people feed once a week. Well, for me, it didn't make sense. So for me, I feed a little bit less every three and a half days. On and the organic side, on, right? On the organics. Yeah. Now, with the salts and stuff, I stay away from those pretty much. I use some of your <clears throat> products, the hybrids that are amazing and a big part of our grow. but. I try to keep it as organic and as healthy and as alive as I can. So, I mean, I want my soil to be alive and I want living products going into my soil 
to increase the product. And when, for, you know, for the audience listening, what are your criteria for quality cannabis? You know, there's a lot on the market, there's a lot in dispensaries, people are growing them in these giant thousand light facilities. What is the difference between what you see on the market currently and what you produce? Well, I believe a lot of what's on the market is carcinogenic. I know I'm going to get some haters there. No. However, I agree. Um, what I learned in nutrition was, first of all, I would never buy vegetables and eat them without washing them. Yeah. So. I mean, no. I mean, that's the thing. You go to the grocery store, you're buying lettuce and everything else. The first thing everyone does is they wash it before they make it into a salad. Exactly. Why do you wash it? Watch, because I don't want parasites into my system. I yep. don't want pollutants into my system. And anything that I'm doing on a daily, I try to improve the quality of my health from it and the quality of the health from the people that are going to be you know, using my products. So if I'm not doing the best that I can to produce the highest quality, I'm failing those people that are trusting me. And then you go back to that term, you know, if you buy McDonald's, you eat McDonald's. Yep. I'm not willing to feed people McDonald's and kill them, you know? No, I mean, so, and, and so it kind of circles back to something that you've been doing for a long time and that Green Grow's a really big fan of, and it's contentious though. So basically people in the community, the cannabis community, either will take this thing I'm about to say violently or they'll accept it wholeheartedly. And that's washing the cannabis right when you cut it down. Most people have a violent response to me or a very positive response because they're like, you don't wash cannabis, that's stupid, you're an idiot, you're gonna wash things off, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, every pharmaceutical compound that goes into a pharmaceutical corporation's manufacturing facility is washed. Every single compound, whether that be the plant extract, the whole plant, everything. Same thing with our foods, it's all washed. And so I always get sometimes hate mail where they're like, oh, you can't wash your cannabis. And I'm like, I can't believe you're selling cannabis to people that you grew outdoor or in a greenhouse that's full of pollen, dust, pesticides, fertilizer residues from compost tea sprays. And the list goes on and on. Mold, mildew, botrytis. They're just cutting it down and selling it as is. Yeah. And so you and I have talked about this a lot, but I think if we're going to call this medicine and it's going to help people who have differing diseases, including children, it needs to be medicinal yeah. quality. It does, and I think the farmer needs to step up too. You know, if you know something is causing damage and you do nothing, that's neglect. Yeah. And I go, that's the last thing I want to be accused of is neglect for the care and the health of the people who are going to use our products at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was saying, when I turned to cannabis to help me with my physical problems that I was having, I had to find something clean. So I started growing my own and washing it immediately. And when I saw what came off the plants. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it was horrible. The water is like almost like a brownish color, grayish brown color. And when people wash for the first time, I always tell people this, they can be a hater first and then they wash and they call me back and go, all right, Mark, uh, you're onto something. Here. Oh, and wait till they see their flower. You know, oh, I'm inside a greenhouse. So they think, why would you wash your plant in a greenhouse? I said, well, I had a piece of fly paper in the corners of my greenhouse. You should see how dirty those are. Would you smoke those? Yeah. I go, the flower is disguising the dirt. So as soon as we wash it and they see the rust color or the pollen or the bird poop or the oils from, you know, from the essential oils I used as a pesticide, having that come off immediately and then pulling it out, it's like I'm unclogging 
the pores of the plant. Mm -hmm. Now the nose is twice as good when it dries because there's nothing in the way. The color is brighter. Oh, the color it's is... It's stickier because nothing is blocking it. Exactly. The color was the thing that was the most vibrant to me. Like, And I showed this one guy online who was really adamantly against it. I said, look, I'm going to send you some. Just take a picture of the color of your cured cannabis, side by side, same strain, whatever. He said that the stuff that he washed was three shades lighter and more vibrant. Do you think that would green. be easier for him to sell, Mark? Oh, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's easier to sell. And then here's the, here's the part for me is that I'm, I kind of have sensitive lungs. And so like if I smoke and it's not like white ash and it's not, yeah. if it's not pure, like I'm not, I don't want to cough my brains out. To me, no. that means you're smoking in chemicals, it's right? It's a pollutant. It's a pollutant. So when you smoke cannabis, you really shouldn't be coughing very much. And mm -hmm. if you are, you're smoking something that has not been cleaned properly or that's been grown very poorly um, in terms of chemicals and such that are in the cell walls of the plant. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting, getting back to the main core of it, I think it comes down to the, when you deliver a product to somebody, there's a quality difference, you mm -hmm. know? And it, it's not just one thing. It's not just the farmer. It's not just a genetic. It's not just the fertilizer. It's also the curing technique. It so is. let's talk about like curing and why you think people do it wrong. Well, most people are eager to make money and they see their product as money that they haven't made yet. So they cut corners. Mm -hmm. So they might try to do a four day dry or a two day dry. And the reality of it is, If you bring your temperature to 70 degrees and your humidity to 60, in about eight to 10 days, your cannabis will be cured. But if you take that humidity away from that 60 mark, it's gonna dry a little faster and it's not gonna have the same nose, it's not gonna have the same terping profile anymore. You're gonna burn it up. And, and you know, you're at elevation with your farm a little bit, right? Yeah, I'm just at 3,000 feet. Okay, and so for the people at the coast, there might be a few degrees in either direction you might have to play with, but that, those numbers are basically where you want to get to. For, for drying, 70-60 is the holy grail of drying for me. Mm -hmm. um, that's where our highest terp scores come from that drying period. Uh, we normally test our product at about 10% humidity is our, how dry our butt is. Mm -hmm. And that seems to give us our, our great numbers of THC and terpings. You know, a lot of people, you want it drier to create more THCA yeah. or THA yeah, that's a fun to one, create huh? more. But yet, with your products, I've been able to hit 30 and over 5 in terps with 30 THC, which and, people and, told and, me was impossible. And we're going to talk extensively about terpenes in a minute, but I wanted to kind of hit on what you just said was a lot of the cannabis stores people are going to, they're buying cannabis that's stamped with some certificate that says this much THC. And that's what everyone's been focused on. <laughs> and this is what I need to explain to everyone is that you could have a plant that's at 31% THC test, and then you can test the same plant and be at 27% THC. And I think you know the difference. Oh yeah. And what, what did they do differently to get it to test like that? Well, if you dry your cannabis more, the more you dry it, yep. the more terpings you dry out, mm -hmm. the more TH CA you have, yep. which is a higher THC And so count. it's a trick, right? I mean, it's a trick. If you keep it and never let it go below 10, you'll keep your terpings at the highest score. The 
the THC only tells you how fast you get high. The terping is the high, what quality of exactly. high, the anti-inflammation. Yep. You know, I'm an old martial artist and I have all kinds of old fighters and stuff in the industry that work with me. So we grow things that focus on anti-inflammation yeah. and things like that. And it does incredible for us. Yeah, you know, people have gotten stuck in this rut across the United States now, which is sad for cannabis, where it's just THC, THC. That is not, like, people need to understand, this plant has hundreds of cannabinoids and compounds, mm -hmm. and all those things are meant to work synergistically together to provide the medicinal benefits. And when you focus on just one, you are leaving out some things that created that effect or that inflammation reducing exactly. effect or the anti-anxiety or the calming effect. And so that kind of brings us to the point of like people, you know, terpenes is really part of my life's work, of course, but um, you know, I think when it comes to THC and terpenes, people can get a, they can get a, a plant that's at 22% THC and 5% terpenes and have the best experience of their life. Absolutely. And it's, and it's 8, 9, 10% less than what they're selling in the stores. And it lasts longer. It feels better. It's cleaner. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've focused my career and life work on terpene development and understanding terpenes. So yeah. I don't know what your, your thoughts are on... Well, when I first started up in North San Juan, that's where Green Synergy is... I had a few employees come in that I brought in and they did dabs. They dabbed all the time and I said, you want to smoke some flour? And I said, they don't really get as high anymore. And I'd just grown some peanut butter breath and it came in at 4.9 in terps. Mm -hmm. Pretty good terp score. And they did a little tiny hit and they were so wasted. The score was only 26.8 in THC. And they said it takes up to 97 to get them high. And they sat around for about four hours pretty high, not able to work, and said, what was that? And I said, you experience terpings for the first time. No, I mean... I go, you've been chasing yep. the THC, and eventually that level of THC doesn't work. Yep. The only thing that will work is a terping change. Yep. So terpings are <clears throat> critical for everything that you need. I mean, when I grew Chocolatina, I focused on that one because it had helamine. Helamine kills all kinds of cancers. Mm -hmm. And... So I was looking at a regular customer would have to smoke almost an ounce of weed if the terping was only at 1.5, which was the average. Mm -hmm. But if I could get it above three, they would have, they'd smoke a lot less. I actually, we hit a home run. We got it to where they only needed like a gram a day to treat their cancer and win by wow. a higher profile of and, terpings. And let's talk about terpings for people that are listening to this program that maybe aren't as familiar with them. Terpings are in most botanicals in life most botanical yeah. plants so you know lavender has terpenes lemons have terpenes lemonine mm -hmm. right <clears throat> pine has pinene turpentine comes from you know making it out of the terpenes of a pine mm -hmm. you know um so terpenes are the smell aroma and kind of like essential oil in a way of the cannabis plant that helps to push or emulsify the other ingredients together, you know, mm -hmm. to like to blend and marry them together, you know? Exactly. So usually people use oils in, in chemistry and stuff to kind of bind and, 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 and push through, you know, you, you get it to like a, a nanomolecule, a nano emulsification in, in, in chemistry to try to get things to be uh, bonding and absorbing well to, mm -hmm. you know, 
whatever chemical uh, situation they're trying to attack. But um, when it comes to terpenes, people realize that you know cannabis plants are so diverse in their terpene profile, and every single different smell, taste, flavors, because the terpene profiles change just so slightly. Myrcene could be higher, mm -hmm. lemonine, pinene, helenine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and all other things. Um, but I think people forget, you know, how, why do plants in nature have terpenes? We've talked about this, right? Yeah. God created it that way. Yeah. You know, that uh, gives us everything that we need, the herbs in the field. <laughs> and, and I think Dan's done an incredible job at hitting, you know, industry-leading terpene levels for the plants he's been growing. I mean, probably breaking some of the hard, fast rules that California had for their metric system of, you know, we had... What was that strain you had that was over five? Uh, Chocolatina, okay. five two, and the highest in the state was two seven before that. Yep, and and that's the perfect part. I need, I need to talk about this to the community. Is that if you go to your local cannabis store or you buy it from your local buddy, most of the time they're not even going to give you a terpene score. They're just going to no. give you a THC score. And if you did get the terpene score, the average terpene score, at least in the Sacramento Valley in LA one area, seven. one seven. So one point seven. Dan's hitting five consistently. I'm hitting in the fours all the time. And the friends that I work with are hitting in high fours. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that we have 3% more terpenes, it's that we have 300% more terpenes. Yeah. We have 4X more terpenes. Yeah. And people need to realize that. That's a huge number. That's a magnitude greater number. So when you say, I have 28% THC and 1.7 terpenes, but I have 28% THC and 5% terpenes, it's in a completely different level altogether. A plus versus a C minus. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think people need to realize this. Terpenes are what makes the premium quality. And we could tie it back to something <clears throat> you understand too, okay? Say it's wine or say it's tequila. You have the $10 bottle, $150 bottle, and there's, a, there's complete changes and differences and nuances and tannins and things like that that make it different in quality. Mm -hmm. With a Ferrari and a simple car, right? I mean, there's always little changes and minute differences. And so terpene farming is what I do and you do. As well, yeah. <laughs> We're not really cannabis farming anymore. We're terpene farming because that's what we feel yeah. is necessity for the medicinal, medical, medicinal properties, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I guess we can get, I think we should really explain to the audience so that ter where do terpenes come from? So terpenes are basically a, a biochemical signaling languages for plants. And it tells the outside world around plants and in the soil, it attracts life. That's what terpenes are meant to do is attract life. And the plant wants to attract life because it may want to get pollinated. It may want to have its seeds spread. It may want to have nutrition brought to it under the soil surface from microbes. It may want beneficial insects to help clean it of uh, infestation. It, I mean, and it may want humans to come and grab it. So terpenes are something that all animals and species of life on earth respond to. And so, I believe, and I've built my life's career on the fact that you will never have the terpenes that Dan and I have in our cannabis unless you are pumping your soil and plant full of biology and full of life. That's right, absolutely. And you know, talk talk to the you know the the crowd, Dan, about where you saw that difference happen with terpenes and like what we did biologically in your garden to kind of change that. Well, you know, for me at first. 
I wanted to be able to grow in the winter time. So I was researching on how to keep my soil alive and warm. And the only way I could do that Breathe life into your soil with GreenGrow. Organic, sustainable, all-in-one soil additives for your gardening and farming needs with the highest quality, non-harmful ingredients. Locally sourced, GreenGrow promotes probiotic soil building that will nurture and help your soil flourish, maintaining a living soil system for your plants to thrive. Easy-to-use products for all stages of growing. You take pride in what you grow, and so do we. Grow only the best with GreenGrow Biologicals. Order online or find your nearest location where GreenGrow products are sold. I started using mycorrhizae mm -hmm. and, and using earth shine, breaking down my soil mm -hmm. and putting mycorrhizae in it. And then I realized with three feet of snow outside, but inside my greenhouse without any pushed heat, I'm keeping my soil at 55 degrees. Mm -hmm. And when I, that was my primary focus. That was my pleasant surprise that my terps doubled that year in mm -hmm. everything I grew. Mm -hmm. So that's where it came from me. I mean, you always told me ultra fine into those weeks of flower. It's every week of flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. refuse to, to not have as much living microbial source in my soil. That's, that is my terpings. Of course. And I mean, for maybe the audience that's not familiar with some of the products, well, Green Grow produces like biologically driven fertilizers and soil amendments and additives. And our real intention here is just to say that if you pump every feeding or every soil with a tremendous amount of biologicals and keep feeding the biologicals, they're going to repay you and repay the plant mm -hmm. tenfold. I mean, for the plant, they're going to keep the roots clean. They're going to feed it phosphorus. They're going to bring it water. They're going to, you know, have other medicinal benefits to the plant's roots to keep it healthy. They're going to aggregate the soil better. They're going to keep the leaf surface clean on the, on, on the leaf, you know, if you have microbials mm -hmm. on the leaf surface. And the plant wants to attract that. So what the plant does is it senses the presence of microbes and puts out terpenes to attract them. And then it's like, I, I, I describe it to most people as, you know, terpenes are like, you know, building an audience. So when you want to talk to more people, you need to, you know, say more exciting things, you need to attract people to you, you need to, when you're doing a public speaking event, you need to be exciting, you need to be saying the right things, being dynamic, and attracting the people, maybe with a gift, maybe with something, right? Mm -hmm. And so if a plant is by itself in a sterile room with no microbes and no people, it doesn't need to put out terpenes. It will put out some, anything. it'll put out some because it naturally does genetically, hoping that somebody will come to its rescue. But the more microbes and the more hands-on you are with your plants, it'll just keep pumping it higher and higher and higher to a certain genetic maximum because it wants to encourage you to give them more microbes and more people to talk to. Essentially, the microbes talk to the cannabis through terpenes. It really signals the plant, please get me some water, please get me some food, and in exchange, I will give you some sugar. And it's a, it's a total economy under the soil. And if people would just look at the soil as teeming with life like the ocean is, we're treating the soil as its own ecosystem, the ocean is its own ecosystem. They each have their own unique things they need to do to sustain life. And so the soil needs carbon because carbon is what microbes require to be present. So, the, so when you have more carbon in the right forms, you have more microbes, 
and you have sugars and complex carbs and proteins, then you have a thriving environment for your soil. And I mean, you and I have seen this firsthand on, on your farm. We've gotten, I mean, what are we on? Like run four or five and it's just getting better and better. Oh, wow. We're number six right now in two years. I do three crops a year <clears throat> in this particular location. And, and how's the, the soil's getting? Soil's great. You yeah. know, I added some more perlite because mm-hmm. <laughs> I lose some soil each time. But, yeah. you know, I scratch in every single time. Yeah. I don't cut corners. You know, I do... I do my um, flower finisher scratch in twice per cycle. Mm-hmm. And you know, if people want great results like I'm doing, if they just follow your plan and get the same thing I'm doing, I'm just disciplined, I do it. Yeah, you know, some, some people like to cut corners and I always tell people, if, if you're a lazy gardener, and to be honest, I'm, I'm a lazy farmer, I will <laughs> tell everyone, that's why when I created the line that I created, I'm just like, how do I make this as stupidly simple as the possible? The quick tea. Yeah, the quick tea. <laughs> so, I mean, That'll my, change your farm's life. my approach, and you know, you, you do this on a day basis, but my approach is simply, you top dress a dry organic fertilizer, you do a biological tea, and you do a foliar spray. If, if you can't do that, then you're never gonna be at the level that we are for growing terpenes. I do all of that once a week, but I feed twice. It's yeah, because you're, you're cutting the feedings down a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of. Somebody that's maybe an aspiring cannabis farmer, or maybe someone that's been in the business for a long time and they're struggling, like, what is your advice to them? You know, the, the biggest thing that I tell everyone is actually. Create your structure, write it down, what you're gonna do. Put it in your phone, set alarms, be disciplined, and do the system. It works, it's been proven to work every single time. You know, we've been selling green synergy franchises this year for other farms to learn our system. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't believe how easy it is because the system's your system. It's, it's simple, you know, we propagate a little bit different in mm-hmm. our drying systems and our water, mm-hmm. you know, we have some other things that are unique, but it's so duplicatable that it makes it so anyone can get an A, you know, and an A to me is high terps, high THC. <laughs> and I mean, my last, you know, major question for you is, I mean, what, where, I mean, where do you think we are at right now in the state of the canvas market? Do you think, we have room for improvement for what's on the store shelves and, and how? You know, I can't say the name of the brand, but there is a brand, they got six giant um, signs on I-5 with their brand. Their master farmer is doing a green synergy farm with me. He's been growing with Athena <laughs> and they have a great product that always sells. Mm-hmm. When he tried my product, he hasn't smoked anything in about a year and a half other than what I grow. He won't smoke what he grows anymore. He says it burns gray, mine burns, burns white. He is sold off his shares of that company. He's buying a Green Synergy. Well, and they, so, it's, I mean, it's just to learn how to be better. And the guy's a rock star. Yeah. He, he's doing millions of dollars a year with his brand. He's killing it. But he wants to be better. He says, I don't want to just, he goes, I can keep some shares and still make money and they can do that system. He goes, I want to smoke something that tastes good. I want to smoke something that burns white that doesn't make me cough. I want, and he goes, and I want to smoke a third less. He goes, I only smoke a third of what I normally would of mine when I'm smoking yours. He goes, it lasts so long, the well, terpene days. And that's an important thing for people that are listening to the show right now. It's like, you don't have to 
you know, learn this program overnight. You, you no. can take time, you can learn it through a couple regimens and get better and better and better results. Oh yeah. You know, we had one farmer just switch to the quick tea once a week and doing a green amino spray every eight days and his crop is bigger than it's ever been. He calls me every day, says, with the money I'm making this year, I'll be able to afford to do the whole lineup next year. And the guy's so excited. Well, yeah. And, I, just, and he just started with a quick tea, you know, and, once and, a week. And that's like my main topic to people that are yeah. across the United States. If you're growing with just pure mineral salts, which I understand, you know, you're just, you're doing your thing. Yeah. If you just want to do one thing to improve your terpenes, give it a quick tea. And a quick tea is simple. It's like you're adding soluble organic ingredients, you know, catalyst, which would be like your carbohydrates. And then you have you know, seaweeds, humic acids, some proteins, mm -hmm. amino acids, and some microbes, okay? Just those things, and obviously Green Grow makes those, green aminos and bricks. But I mean, if you want to go out there and do it yourself, do a quick tea once or twice a week with your salt-based regimen, and you will come to us and say, you know what, I tried it, I listened to you, and my terpenes are up 1% or 2% or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? And that simple change is going to unlock in their minds the idea that hmm. plants are not meant to be grown in sterile environments where there's no love or attention being paid to them. Hmm. They're just like humans where they need all the 102 minerals. Hmm. They need the proteins. They need the, amino, the nine amino acids. They need all that stuff to meet, reach their genetic maximum. Because you wouldn't put a bodybuilder on anything like what we're trying to feed these plants right no. now. No, um, it'd be like is, McDonald's. This is exactly how I describe a pure mineral salt sterile system is you're in the hospital, there's a needle hooked up to a vein and you're, thri you're not thriving, but you're surviving. Okay. Just surviving. You're surviving because it's, it's literally the needles going to your vein and it's giving you all the nutrients that of the macro piece that you might need. But once you start eating an apple and eating fruit and eating meat at the hospital, then you start getting healthier and stronger. And then you go, okay, maybe I don't need this anymore. And so that's my whole thing. Mineral salts have their place. And I believe in Synganics where if you're in an environment where it's too cold or too humid or something, or the genetics just not responding, mm -hmm. hit it with a mineral salt yeah. push. You know, that's fine if you want to do that once or twice, but don't make that your core program. You know, about 17 years ago, I guess I was, you know, I was growing with, you know, synthetic products and I was winning cups, you know, and I mm -hmm. thought life is good, mm -hmm. you know, and then Ian introduced me to you and started learning and I switched up and I couldn't believe each year I got better and each year I produced more and each year I had more people that would never want to smoke actually want to try that because they know the care and the and stuff what I put into it. What I was growing before, I wasn't educated. I didn't even understand how to flush the plant, you know, to get rid of those salts and mm -hmm. things. And, and I felt so bad when I learned the reality of burning salts. It's carcinogenic. It's carcinogenic. I mean, I mean it's if you want cancer, cancer, don't flush the plant and smoke it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you don't want that, flush it. And if you don't want to even take a chance, don't use those products. Well, and for me, it kind of goes back to, you know, I'm obviously an archaeologist by trade. So it goes back to the Native Americans. I mean, they smoked cannabis, but they also smoked um, tobacco. And it was pure, organic tobacco. Tobacco, right? Yeah. And 
it's only now that the cigarettes that are made today are causing cancer because they're sprayed with a bunch of chemicals, they're yeah. grown chemically, they have pesticides left on them before they get rolled up. And then there's a bunch of yeah. burning agents in the paper and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And all of those things cause cancer. The no. Native Americans didn't yeah. get cancer from smoking yeah. tobacco. And they weren't addicted to it because yep. the tobacco itself is non-addicting. Non and I used to, I had tobacco plants growing at my house. I'll pull a leaf off and soak my feet in, you know, some boiled tobacco leaves for a detox. I mean, tobacco has so many medical benefits. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just too bad that it's mm -hmm. gone the wrong direction. But I mean, in the same scope with the cannabis, and this is the last thing we'll say about it is, you know, people need to know that they have choices and how they can produce. Mm -hmm. They can produce with quality, and if maybe it doesn't fit their needs, they can just introduce little bits of quality, little oh, bits yeah. of it changes to their to their grow. Yeah, and you know, you touched on something earlier. You don't smoke it unless it's white. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, the people listening out there, before they pick, grab that joint, look at the color of that ash and see if you want to put that in your system. Yeah, if it's um, burning black or dark brown, yeah, then those are carcinogens. Yeah, and that's super toxic. So you're worth it. Don't smoke that stuff and start looking in your dispensary for washed cannabis. Yeah, and it's it's becoming it's it's going to be a revolution right now where people are seeing such a huge difference in washed cannabis that I don't see it going away. I see all the haters getting silenced over the next five years as it is it you know everyone's going to have to say why don't you wash your cannabis you know. Well, when the stu the studies came out in Colorado about unwashed cannabis and how it was seventy percent more cancer causing yeah. than cigarettes. And but because it was unwashed. Well, it, it, this is what people don't understand about chemicals, right? Chemicals are bad enough to get into your skin and going through your body, but when you add fire to it, right? <laughs> it it leads to such. A, I mean, it goes from being a nat, I mean, you know, from a from like a, a hazmat to <laughs> a natural disaster for your body. Really, exactly. When you're burning chemicals that are left over on the cannabis into your lungs. That aren't organic. That aren't organic. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize this, but the, a lot of cannabis farms, if they're gonna risk failing or losing a crop over you know, pests or mold or mildew, they may go nuclear on how they spray that cannabis with agents like, you know, I don't want to say them, I guess, on the, basically really chemical agents that are used Abbott. in agriculture right now that will wipe out a whole field right the, the, in the grape yeah. industry if you have if you're spraying an insecticide and it's a bad enough one they'll cordon off the field the block and you have to have a hazmat suit on you, to get it sprayed and then you can't go back in that field for 72 hours and that wow. stuff is being sprayed on cannabis in certain locations across America when they're just about to fail because guys they don't want to lose a two million dollar crop of cannabis and in these big facilities Sometimes some of them will pull a nuclear option so that they save the cannabis and that's not being washed off and you guys are smoking that into your lungs and it's causing, I think it can cause mental disorders too. Like a lot of, a lot of people now are saying that mental illness is caused by chemicals in the body. And I think that a lot of it comes from people smoking chemicals into their body. Yeah. Just not washing the food they eat or, yeah. the, or the cannabis they smoke. Exactly. They're getting hit by chemicals on all sides. So, mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, <clears throat> I think that 
is brings us to towards the end of our talk today, Dan. I really appreciate you being on the show. <laughs> We're going to have you on again because there's like 10 other topics that we have to get to in the future with okay. health, just the health and, and, and blood testing alone to mm -hmm. know your health and diet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to be life changer. That'll be life changer. So we'll get to that. But um, how can the people find you or find... You know, Instagram or YouTube were Green Synergy Farms and Green Synergy Cannabis. Instagram's probably the easy way to find us. You can see us washing cannabis. You can mm -hmm. see, see our crops, uh, close-up trichome pictures after it's been washed so you can see how clean the plants are. Yep. Um, but that's green underscore synergy underscore farms Perfect. on Instagram. Perfect. Okay, great. And everyone knows where to find me, but you know, Instagram at the green grow, the green And then our YouTube is green grow biologicals. So thank you for listening to this podcast, the regenerate revolution podcast, where we talk about life, soil, and success. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on the Regenerate Revolution Life Soil Success podcast. Do not forget to leave us a five-star rating, review, like, comment, and share with your friends.